I'd like to set a stage in your mind's eye. The Nobel Prize winning American playwright Eugene O'Neill wrote a drama called The Great God Brown in 1925. It speaks of hope eternal. The play centers around one question. What's it all about? As the play comes to an end, one of the main characters, Billy Brown, is close to death and has still not found the answer to that question. What's it all about? As he's dying, his close friend Sybil is with him. She is perhaps the only person in his life who ever understood his problem. Billy is frightened, and this woman becomes a kind of mother figure to him in the last moments of his life. The following dialogue ensues, and she speaks to him almost as if he were a child. She says, Shh, Billy, go to sleep. Yes, mother, he says. It was dark, and I, I couldn't see where I was going, and they all picked on me. Sybil says, I know, you're tired. And Billy asks, and when I wake up? And she says, the sun will be rising again. Billy, to judge the living and the dead? I, I, I don't want judgment. I want love. To which she says, there is only love. Thank you, mother. I'm getting sleepy, he says. What's, what's the prayer you taught me? Our, our father. Sybil says, our father who art. To which Billy responds, who art? Who art? I know. I, I, I found him. I hear him speak. Blessed are they that weep, for they shall laugh. Only the one that has wept can laugh. The laughter of heaven sows earth with the rain of tears. And out of earth's transfigured birth pain, the laughter of humanity returns to bless and play again in innumerable dancing gales of flame upon the knees of God. And with that, Billy dies. Fear not, for I bring you good news of great joy for all the people. For to you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord, out of earth's transfigured birth pain. And, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and, and wrapped him in bands of cloth, for there was no room for them in the inn. Out of earth's transfigured birth pain. And the word became flesh and dwelled among us, out of earth's transfigured birth pain, where tears and laughter mingle together. This Advent season, in addition to taking in the many lights, sights, and sounds, foods, tastes, and smells through our senses, we have been sensing spiritually the hopes and tears of all the years. Through tears, we have been looking at the deeper pains and fears of the world and our lives and, and Jesus himself to discover yet a deeper hope. Today, we are exploring the tears of a clown. There's an old Smokey Robinson and the Miracles song by that name, and hence the sermon title today. Here are some of the lyrics to the tears of a clown. Now if there's a smile on my face, it's only there trying to fool the public. But when it comes down to fooling you, now, honey, that's quite a different subject. 
but don't let my glad expression give you the wrong impression. Really, I'm sad. I'm, I'm sadder than sad. You're gonna, you're gone and I'm hurting so bad. Like a clown, I pretend to be glad. Now there's some things sad known to man, but ain't too much sadder than the tears of a clown when there's no one around. Clowns can make us laugh and they often have a painted on smile or they have the area around their mouth heavily accentuated so that if they smile, it's an enormous smile, or if they get sad and frown, it feels like they're going to cry. So while they're supposed to be happy and up, clowns can also carry silent tears as if they're crying on the inside. I think there are a lot of people like that. People who are going through life with a smile painted on their face while they're crying on the inside. The other thing about clowns is that they often seem to get fooled or they do silly things that are almost absurd or foolish, but they make us laugh. There are some people who take life and themselves so seriously that they see clowns as a bunch of foolish nonsense. Abraham Lincoln was defeated in a number of lesser elections before he was elected president. During his lifetime, he was seen as a fool, a buffoon, and even a clown. He was laughed at and and ridiculed. And I'm sure he had some very down moments, like the words of the song. Now, there's some sad things known to man, but ain't too much sadder than the tears of a clown when there's no one around. Yet, Lincoln had a remarkable way of bringing good out of ill and seeking wholeness and healing for those around him and ultimately for our nation. For example, there was an influential Chicago man by the name of J.S. Moulton who was a harsh critic of Lincoln's candidacy for president and he often made fun of Lincoln. When Lincoln won the election, there was a reception in his honor at a large Chicago hotel. Lincoln spied Moulton making his obligatory trip through the receiving line to congratulate the man whose candidacy he had so reviled. Uh, You don't belong in that line, Moulton, Lincoln called out to him. You belong here by me. Everyone at the reception was witness to this honor that Lincoln had bestowed upon Moulton. Subsequently, Moulton became one of Lincoln's most loyal and fervent supporters. In our text from John's Gospel for today, we get a picture of the compassion and vulnerability Jesus must have had. Jesus heard that his friend Lazarus had died. And in verse 33 and following, we read, When Jesus saw Mary weeping, and the Jews who came with her also weeping, he was greatly disturbed in spirit and and deeply moved. He said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. And Jesus began to weep. So the Jews said, see how he loved him? But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Throughout his ministry, people ridiculed Jesus, and in a way, they made fun of him and taunted him. And even on the cross, some people said, he saved others, let him save himself and come down from the cross, and then we will believe him. 
Jesus was perceived by many in his day to be a foolish daydreamer. Augustus William Hare long ago made this appropriate comment. The one who chews his path like a fool walks along it like a wise person. The one who chooses like a wise person walks along it like a fool. You see, a fool uses her wisdom to show her folly, and a wise person uses her foolishness to show wisdom. Jesus did not worry about appearing to be weak, vulnerable, or even foolish, because he was he was rooted in the deep wisdom and path of God. Eventually, that that rootedness in God led all the way to the cross. Listen again to how Paul put it in our 1 Corinthians passage. For the message about the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For, for it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and the discernment of the discerning I will thwart. Where is the one who is wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world did not know God through wisdom, God decided through the foolishness of our proclamation to save those who believe. For Jews demand signs and Greeks desire wisdom. The wisdom of the world can never see the value of self-sacrifice for others and for God. Why, why that would be foolish when the way of the world is about self-protection, self-security, and self-enhancement. It's about survival and gain. Paul continues in verse 30, 23. We proclaim Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those who are the called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. For God's foolishness is wiser than human wisdom, and God's weakness is stronger than human strength. It is Christ's cross that shows how power as the world knows it has no power, and the suffering way of solidarity has power just when the the world thought Jesus was totally without power. When it comes to images of death, do you know why the, grim rip, why the grim reaper is always grim? <laughs> because ultimately the joke is on him, and death is not the final word. Jesus looked foolish in the eyes of those around when he first got to where Lazarus was. But eventually, Jesus raised him from the dead. Jesus looked like a foolish daydreamer hanging there on the cross. But God raised him from the dead three days later. I'd like to share a piece by the enigmatic poet E. E. Cummings. His poetry is, is challenging to hear, but worth the effort of listening extra carefully. Now does our world descend the path to nothingness. Cruel now cancels kind. Friend turns to enemy. Therefore lament my dream and don a doer's doom. Hide, poor, dishonored mind, who thought yourself so wise, and much could understand concerning no and yes. If they've become the same, it's time you unbecame. 
from the endless end of free for each our bliss, where seeing eyes go blind, where lips forget to kiss, where everything's nothing. Arise, my soul, and sing. Jesus is our childhood's pattern. Day by day, like us, he grew. He was little, weak, and helpless. Tears and smiles, like us, he knew. And he feeleth for our sadness, and he shareth in our gladness. You see, Jesus was vulnerable, weak. He appeared foolish. And to many today, he still seems that way. To people who are on their way up in life, Jesus' path of self-sacrifice seems silly and foolish. And such people might say, he's some kind of clown. The tears of a clown. Jesus wept in vulnerability and compassion for his good friend Lazarus. And I believe he still weeps for our world today with all its suffering, pain, and unnecessary death. When you think of the suffering and loss and death just in these past two years from the pandemic, when you consider the acts of nature, these recent tornadoes and other world situations, the war, famine, things that happen around our globe, you realize how significant God's compassion in the tears of Christ really are. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth out of earth's transfigured birth pain. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us out of earth's transfigured birth pain where tears and laughter mingled together. Friends, life is not in vain. For our faith affirms that in the foolishness, weakness, and tears of Christ come wisdom, strength, and love for all of us. Yes, yes, for all of us. All the time. Now and forever. Amen.